0: The biggest reaction from the biggest sports. We've got your sporting fix covered all in one place. You're listening to The Sports Bubble. Yes, hello and welcome back to the Sports Bubble, I'm Rory Jones and on today's show I'm going to be discussing the two quarterbacks who face each other on Sunday, Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. As you all know by now, Brady and the Bucs won that game by a score of 31-26 and will become the first NFL team to ever host a Super Bowl on February 7th. This will be Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl appearance, having joined the Bucks last off season, in the middle of a pandemic, he's gone on to lead the team to their first Super Bowl appearance since 2003. And last weekend, of course, he went head-to-head with Aaron Rodgers, in a battle that some believed would be a clash of the goats. It clearly wasn't, and there was only one winner, and in some ways, the outcome of this game epitomised both quarterbacks. Now let's face the facts. In just one year playing in the NFC, Tom Brady has equaled the amount of NFC titles as Rodgers, who's played there for the last 13 years. Rodgers is now 1-4 in NFC Championship games, he hasn't been to a Super Bowl in 10 years, and in his career, he is 0-42 in games where he has entered the fourth quarter, trailing by one point or more to any team with a winning record. Now that's a pretty damning statistic there for Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback who some have claimed is, is the greatest ever. Um, many people think he's one of, if not the most talented quarterback ever. But really on, on Sunday, there was just absolute daylight between the, two, between the two quarterbacks. Despite what some people will say, Aaron Rodgers had clear chances to win that game. On two drives after, I mean, Tom Brady threw three interceptions in that game. And in the fourth quarter, he had three drives. He had three attempts down one score to get Green Bay back into the game. On the first two of those drives after Tom Brady threw two interceptions, what does he do? Nothing. The Packers were three and out on two consecutive drives and they had a total of minus five yards. They couldn't even pick up a single first down. This was Rodgers' big chance to get back into the game to put Green Bay in front Um, I mean, this was an NFC Championship game, the first NFC Championship game hosted in Green Bay since Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers is about to win the MVP. Many see him as being the best or one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And it was all set for him. Brady and the Bucks on the other hand were playing their third consecutive game on the road after making the playoffs as a wildcard team. They traveled to the Arctic conditions of of Lambeau Field in Green Bay. They managed to grind out that win. Now, oh, as I as I mentioned, Aaron Rodgers is now one and four in NFC Championship games. But nevertheless, here come the excuses. His defense weren't good enough. Well, okay, you mean the same defense that literally picked off Tom Brady three times in the second half? Really? some people might say oh but Aaron Jones fumbled at the beginning of the third quarter did you see that hit the main excuse out there is that Matt LeFleur is to blame for the loss for not going for it on fourth and goal I actually agree they could have gone for it on fourth and goal but it was from the eight yard line and you also have to consider that the three plays previous to that the Packers had first and goal Rodgers had three attempts to get the touchdown failed and on the third and goal in particular he could have run it in he could have run it in for a touchdown there was literally a lane the size of Broadway going into the end zone and Honestly, that was a moment in which he either runs for the end zone, gets in, scores a touchdown, or if he stopped short, it's still fourth and goal from like the two yard line instead of from the eight yard line. That was his moment. That was his moment. Whatever you want to say about the game, you can talk about Brady, you can talk about throwing three interceptions, but at the end of the day, he came through in the big moments and the same cannot be said for Aaron Rodgers, even his biggest fans. What was his big moment in that game? I mean, the Packers were trailing for the entire match. You have to consider that now he's one and four in NFC Championship games. I mean, where, where are the excuses? It's just a different one every time. I mean, Mike McCarthy, his old head coach, was blamed for apparently not getting the best out of Rodgers. Okay, so they get a new head coach in Matt LaFleur, who's been 26-6 and and taken Green Bay to two consecutive NFC Championship games since being head coach. And yet he's somehow to blame for this. There's a reason why Tom Brady was on the winning side. It's, it's pretty simple. In the biggest moments, he made the big plays and he came through. And Rodgers, for a second time this season, was was just out-dueled and, and came up short. To talk about Tom Brady, I mean, he proved to us once again why he has six Super Bowls and will be making his tenth Super Bowl appearances in two weeks' time. Yes, he threw three interceptions. Bad interceptions. But so what? Green Bay failed to capitalise on that. He still threw for three touchdowns. He had a higher QBR than Rodgers, a score of 75.4 versus a score of 66.8. And he came through where it mattered most. You also have to consider Brady had six drops but from, from his receivers during this game. Did you see him complaining? The one play that stood out for me in the first half was when Chris Godwin dropped... I think he ran a slant and he dropped an easy catch that would have been a first down for the Bucs. What did you see Brady do? Literally on the next play, connected with Godwin again, not just targeted him, but he threw a 52-yard completion to him down the field that set up that touchdown drive. And honestly, that for me is the difference. It shows that Brady had every faith in his receivers. Brady made some big plays in that game. Ultimately it's not a coincidence that he ended up on the winning side once again and if no one else is going to say it then i will so what if the packers go for it on fourth and goal so what they're down eight there's no guarantee that that they'd even get a touchdown it's particularly hard to play from the eight yard line um all the receivers will be in coverage and even if they get that touchdown they'd already failed one two-point conversion attempt earlier in the game and even if they get that the scores are level brady still gets the ball back and you're telling me that after after the way he coordinated that driver at, at the end of the first half, where they, they literally got a touchdown and they, they took the ball with like 20 seconds left, and you're telling me that it's impossible the Bucks could have scored. It's a loser's argument. It really is. I'm sick of hearing these excuses for Aaron. There, there is every excuse as to why Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers didn't win this game. But to put it simply, they weren't good enough. Rodgers didn't make the big plays, he came up short in the big moments, and he didn't capitalize in the times where he had opportunities to win the game. He didn't run the ball in on third and goal. He threw that interception at the end of the first half where Brady scored a touchdown. And the difference is when, when Rodgers threw that pick, Brady and the books capitalized straight away, instantly. There's a reason why Brady was on the winning side. It's pretty simple. And it almost epitomizes their careers as well. I mean, Brady's just won throughout his career. I mean, even since, since turning 35 now, he has more playoff wins than any other quarterback ever. Um, he's been in four of the last five Super Bowls and the books were winning throughout that game and in typical fashion Brady ends up as the winner and Rodgers ends up falling short and just making a load of excuses now if you look at the stats you might have said that Rodgers had the better game as I mentioned but honestly stats can be misleading you have to acknowledge what the plays that Brady made and the touchdowns he threw especially in the first half he played as good a half I've, I've ever seen him play and what he has achieved this season He's a forty-three year old quarterback, forty-three, the oldest starting quarterback in the NFL. He's on a new team. He's playing in Tampa where they hadn't even been to the playoffs in thirteen years. Last year they finished seven and nine. They've been probably the worst team in the NFC, the best part of the last two decades. He joined a team during a pandemic. There was no preseason this year. There was no ordinary training camp. There was that kind of laughable incident where Brady was even arrested during the off-season for practicing, I think working out with one of his receivers in in a park in Tampa, um, just getting outside and getting some reps in, and it's unprecedented what he's done this year, and you might as well enjoy it if you're a neutral, you don't have to be a Tampa fan, you don't have to like Brady, you just have to acknowledge this for what it is, it's greatness, the likes of which we're never going to see again. Tom Brady had every excuse to lose this game. If his team would have lost, no one one could have blamed him. For all the reasons I've just mentioned, the odds were stacked against him. Playing against the MVP, he's playing against a good defense. He's playing at Lambeau Field, one of the most formidable places to play in the playoffs. Green Bay were a number one seed. He had every excuse to lose this game, but he didn't. And with that win, not only does that mean the Bucks are in the Super Bowl, but it also means if you're gonna have this conversation about Rodgers versus Brady, it's over. This whole ridiculous notion that him and rogers were ever somehow comparable is done it's finished it's no longer simply a debate which already should have been put to bed by the fact that it's one super bowl ring versus six he's gone and beaten him twice now this season it's done there's a reason why he has more wins than any other quarterback in nfl history there's a reason why since turning 35 he has more wins than any quarterback in playoff history there's a reason why he's he's been in four of the last five super bowls and leaving belichick in 2020 after all those years in new england He stated that he had one thing left to prove, and he's proved it. Not only can he win without Bill Belichick, not only can he win outside of Foxborough, but he can lead a new team, aged 43, a team that finished 7-9 last year, with a losing culture, and he brings them all the way to the Super Bowl. This just enhances his legacy, and reminds us all, why there is only one GOAT.